What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a very special episode of the Waterboy Podcast. Today it is episode number 76. It is our Christmas special, and it is the National Signing Day special today. We, we have a lot in store. You got, you got hit for with you guys. the two piece, the double, the combo, the wombo combo today. We we're gonna be going over National Signing Day, gonna have some some Christmas vibes, and then of course. Our week 16 picks, where last week me and Everett kind of ran the table. I mean, percentage-wise, I might be a sharp. I might be a sharp at this point. 59.8% on the season right here. Yeah, it's... I might be. No, it's not might be. It's you are. I I mean, we're we're close to it. We're close. You're getting, getting close to it. Um, we're, we're, we're just on the fringe, but... uh. There's no way to start off then with our National Signing Day special. So um, without further ado, let, let me kick this off to the host of our National Signing Day special. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the National Signing Day special. I am your host, Waterboy Grant, with my co-host, um, Everett Takes. Today was a big day, big day in the world of college football. We started, well, I mean, shit, uh, I totally forgot to mention Carlos Correa to the Mets. We're, we're going to start off the National Signing Day segment clowning the Giants. Um, Carlos Correa this morning. Yes. Uh, yeah, National uh, Baseball signing, signing Day, too. Carlos Correa today uh, essentially, essentially told the Giants, fuck you. Uh According to my inside sources, I, I got off an 18 phone, uh, 18 hour phone call this morning with my number one source uh, inside that the MLB. Put him in that work, by the way. Yeah, 18 hour that. phone call uh, after we finish up. He informed me that immediately after signing with the San Francisco Giants, Carlos Correa um, actually told his agent, uh, Scott Boris, that he was misinformed and thought he was signing with the Yankees for that amount, not the Giants. He actually thought he was signed with the New York Giants, thought that was a mistake and thought it was the <laughs> New York Yankees. Turns out it was the San Francisco Giants and it actually was a fuck up. Um, he had to get out of that deal immediately, uh, called up Steve Cohen almost instantly afterwards, Boris did, and you know got that deal done. So Correa, 12 years, 360 to the Mets, I think. I think that that I that was the so, uh, yes, length and amount, so. uh, crazy numbers, crazy ridiculous things. But what a tough stretch for Giants fans, Everett. Okay, you think you have like Aaron Judge for what fifteen minutes or, or twenty minutes? They thought they had Judge, and then you think you have Carlos Correa for about five no. days. All right, it, then you lose both of them. It's it's also it's also Giants fans. Not just in the MLB, just Giants fans in general, MLB, NFL, anywhere, any team that's named Giants, just they've been they've been going through it this year. Over yeah, and, and then you lose Carlos Rodon and uh you, you go out and replace him with Sean Manaya. So it's not a great offseason for San Francisco. Don't worry though. Uh, they, got, they got they got they got Jock. They got Peterson. They did get they re-signed Jock, who I love, but I'm not Peterson. sure if 
I'm not sure if uh, Jock will make it to Jocktober with that roster. You got to get him to October 1st before he can become Jocktober. So, yeah, tough, tough stretch for the Giants. There'll be sellers come October. But, yeah, fuck up on me for really screwing up the Blazer presentation for the College Football uh, National Signing Day show. But, all right, College Football National Signing Day time. There's no other way to start this off than with with – the biggest splasher in terms of moves made today out of all the universities or colleges, Oregon. Uh, we're we're going to take a little walk through the timeline ever. I want to give you, or I want you to give me your thoughts afterwards. Uh, and, and I got a little proposal question for you at the end, but first things first, uh, two or three days ago, five-star quarterback, the number 11 player in the class, Dante Moore decommits from Oregon flips to UCLA. Uh, after hearing that, you would you would assume, oh shit, things might be a little, little, little gloomy for oh, Oregon. Dicey. That's a big it might miss. Be a little dicey out here. That's a big miss. But they respond. Uh, first signing uh, or, or first player of signing day, four star quarterback Austin Nova said, who was an Ohio State target, number ten quarterback in the class, previously committed to Baylor, commits to Oregon. Then they follow it out. With five star safety, Peyton Bowen, number two safety in the class, number number two safety, number fourteen player in the class, flipped from Notre Dame to Oregon. Then four star corner commits to Oregon. Five star edge, Mateo Uyungalale, number thirteen player in the class, commits to Oregon. And nope. five star running back, Jaden Lamar, Did you flips get from Peyton Notre Bowen Dame too? to Oregon. Did you get Peyton Bowen in Sorry, there? Sorry, what was that? Did you get Peyton Bowen in there too? Yes, so that's two players flipping from Notre Dame to Oregon in Peyton Bowen and Jaden Lamar, the five-star and the four-star. We also know Bo Nix is coming back, though, ever, but the rumor going around is that Mateo and DJ were a package deal. Does that mean DJ is coming to Oregon sitting a year and starting for the Ducks next season? Not not this upcoming season, next Next season. season. Next, next season. Yeah. I could see it happening. I'm not going to lie. I could see it happening. I personally don't, but, but shit, only, I think the maybe time, the package deal is the, off. The only but, time in which I could see it happening is if Oregon actually is competitive this year. If they're not competitive, if they lose out on the Pac-12 again like they did this year, wrap it up. He's going to be in the portal come next season. But I could see it if they are competitive this next season. Uh, I just think the moves Oregon made today, I'm kind of shocked. Okay. Look, that also, they what, that they what, pulled this off in the Pac-12 uh, with their revolving door. Shout out Dan Lanning. Shout what, out what Dan my, Lanning. What my college insider provided to me today, by the way. Uh, uh, how long was your guys' phone call? Wasn't it 15 hours? Yeah, we we were 15. trying to beat you guys, but just I mean that my my MLB insider was talking my ear off. I wanted to hang up. You did. He didn't <laughs> let me. Uh, it was it was about fifteen hours, and then we did have a couple email exchange chains, but uh, in the end, it was not eighteen hours. So we'll have to we'll have to get on our A game for for our next phone call. But uh, on that fifteen hour uh, power hour uh, phone call, we were going over this whole situation with Oregon, and he specifically stated that the fact that Moore left Oregon and tra- like switch, he flipped to, to UCLA having that NIL deal money basically flip off of them and open up that space for Oregon. They essentially them. freed up a uh, cap room to sign these literally, other that's players. What happened. Oregon literally freed up cap room in order to sign all of these players, all of these free agents. And- hey, hey, I mean, they, 
they still get the number 10 quarterback in the class, and then they also add two more five stars to the mix. So what would you rather have? One five-star quarterback or the number 100 player in the class quarterback and two five stars? Either way, you're going to be, you're not going to be winning the the Pac-12. You'll lose some important game down the stretch at the end of the season and blow your Yeah, I mean, Pac-12 going to Pac-12. So shit, I'd rather, I'd rather have five, four five-star players and top players in the class than one top player in the class. I mean, shit. I guess pretty no, easy. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of like that. Kind of like that take. They definitely freed up cap room. Definitely freed up um some space. Uh, I also the salary. think that's literally a way. Like it's not work. It doesn't work the same way as the. NFL. I'm like half joking, but I'm also serious about no, like, that it too. Doesn't, it doesn't work the same way as the NFL, obviously. But if you think about like, it, like I'm pretty sure when Dante Moore committed to Oregon, Oregon gave him uh or gave his parents jobs at Nike. Yeah. We were talking about that before. I guess those jobs are yeah. off the table. They're gone. I don't know. <laughs> they're gone. They're, they're, gone. They're, they're not employed anymore. Do the right thing, Oregon. Um, let, the, let them keep the jobs. Yeah, but, but I mean, if you, if you really look at it, if you really think about it, obviously it's not like the NFL, but the way the NIL deals work, if you release a player, if you let them transfer out and you free up all that money, all those NIL deals, you can use that across so many different free agents or signees, whatever the fuck you want to call them, transfer players rookie like freshman like there's so many different possibilities to go with it it's just really interesting to think about it you know what i think this is a nice segue from the point you're making uh alabama over the past couple weeks have lost many many players to the transfer portal many players have hit the portal many players have left many big name five-star players have dipped including like brocker brockemeyer i think i got that right the tackle he transferred to tcu uh, they, they had a bunch of receivers hit too, but what that only means is more cap room is what we're learning. According to Everett, uh, Alabama today signed, um, teammates, Jaquavius Russo, five-star edge and five-star D Lyman, James Smith. I definitely butchered that first player's name, yeah, but the number three edge and number two defensive lineman, the class, both five stars who are teammates just committed to Alabama. They also flipped five-star offensive tackle Caden Proctor from Iowa to Bama yesterday. So that's three five-stars uh, that they've picked up. Um, let me let me break down Alabama's class this year, ever. Let me tell you, it's, uh, it's up there for best ever. Uh, they have the number six player in the class, number one safety, Caleb Downs, number 10 player in the class, number one edge, Keon Keeley, number 12 player, number two offense tackle, Proctor, number 18 player in the class, number two D-line, James Smith, number 22 in the class, number three edge, Rousseau, and then the number 25 player in the class, number three running back, Justice Haynes. And then to top it off, they have the number 38, 40, 48, 54, 59, 62, 74, and 77 uh 77th ranked players in the class which gives them two players in the top 10 six in the top 25 nine in the top 50 50 and 14 players in the top 100 everett what are your thoughts on alabama's recruiting class do you think nick saban uh nick saban's boosters listened to him when he said we need more nil money at the start of the year that was a mouthful kind of seems like it i'm not gonna lie I haven't heard Nick Saban complain once about NIL and NIL money. I mean, he had his, he had his big press conference in the sec uh, conference days preseason where he was saying, give me more NIL money. And it appears that the boosters listened to him. Uh, I I believe that they did. It seems like they did. I I think that they definitely did get like 
whatever money that they had beforehand, I obviously know Alabama had a lot of money before the start of the season. Either way, it's fucking Alabama. But they definitely did get more from those boosters. And it seems like with all the players that they're signing, with all the transfers they're getting, whatever, like it really does seem like they kind of stepped up their game even more, even more so than they do normally. And I think that it's going to be interesting to watch how obviously we saw how it's kind of played out this season. And obviously there's still transfer uh, players in the transfer portal that teams can sign. So we'll see what happens with that. But I mean, they signed two running backs who are top 50 players in the country. I mean, what the fuck are we talking about? If you, if you look at what they did this season, I am terrified about what they're going to be doing over the next, I don't know, three, four years. Like they're setting, they could have signed enough players this season. It almost feels like they signed enough players this season with enough talent that it wouldn't even matter who the hell they signed over the next three years. Cause they'd still be a competitive team. Uh, yeah, but I honestly think that this class, like Saban staying another three. At oh, least. at a minimum. Yeah. At a minimum. <laughs> He's not leaving. Uh, yeah. Let's just say that. Uh, that's Alabama, though. I want to touch up uh, on so, on some other big names, and then I'll then I'll talk quickly on Ohio State. The Miami Hurricanes signed four-star cornerback Damari Brown, number 187 overall player, number 23 corner in the class. They signed him today, but the number two player in the class, number one corner in the country, Formani McLean, did not sign with Miami today. He's still hard committed verbally committed there but he did not sign with them today pretty sure he's going to be signing in february with a bunch of other uh big name players who are still unsigned i could see that and people have to remember though that that players will and can't let's just say cormani wants that nil deal up or else he's going to fucking georgia uh what what i'm saying is people have people do have to remember though that even though today is national signing like today's national signing today's the first day where you can sign yes it doesn't mean that everybody will sign and that's an important marker. Yes, big, big, big distinction. Uh, but yeah, with Miami, Cormani McLean, uh, my my bet is he goes to Bama. But yeah, other than that, five star defense and Damon Wilson. This was expected. Number thirteen player in the class. Number two edge signs with Georgia. Georgia beats out Ohio State on that battle. Uh, now we can segue into Ohio State's very poor performance on signing day. So Ohio State, the positive today, we signed um, the number 20 edge in the class, number 131 overall player, four-star edge, Joshua Mickens. I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about him. Uh, but four-star corner, Kyan Lee, flips from Ohio State to Auburn, uh, and then Ohio State loses out on all of their top edge targets this year and Mateo, Damon Wilson, and Keon Keeley lose out on all three. So the Ohio State NIL is a fucking joke and it needs to be fixed or else. Hey, you know, you know, come here. you know, you know who you can uh, thank for that one? No. Cardell Jones. Yeah, Cardell's not the greatest. Uh I just just found a found a wallet in my Okay, all right. (laughs) Completely random sideways segment there. Yeah, random comment. Uh, But yeah, just found a wallet in there. Anyway, uh, yeah, not the greatest for Ohio State. Um, The NIL needs to get fixed. We, I mean... Ohio State, the problem is we're we're just getting smacked in the trenches. We don't have big boys, and we need to sign a big boys, and we're not going to get big boys without NIL. 
because they're they're not coming to Columbus uh, for the Brotherhood of Ohio. Let me tell you, that's that's not a reason why they come. So yeah, we need to we need to get some um some X factors uh, on the team, boys. Do that's that you uh, guys, that's... do you, do you think that you guys could get those kind of players through the portal? Maybe they're not going to be that five star kind of portal transfer kind of player, or maybe they might, they might not even. Well, well, the the thing is like, I definitely think it's potential to get those players in the portal. I don't think this year there were any of those really big name guys available, but that's what Uh, I'm saying is I'm, I'm saying not a big name guy, like somebody who has those, has those qualities, has the, the physicality, like that they could just go out and find in the portal. Yeah. That it's just not a, no, we don't do that. Mm -mm. Ohio State don't do that. Nah, no, 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 they, they, nah, no, no, they, they don't do that. that. They don't do that. No, 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 don't do that. Do that. Uh, but do. yeah, no, Ohio, Ohio State. It's like at, at this point, it's like we need. I don't even know if the big name guys are like helping because we had so many fucking five stars on the team this year, and look what they fucking did. So I don't even know if that's. Hey, and I don't even know if. I, I honestly don't yeah. know what the the problem is. We need uh uh. God fucking damn it. What um fuck? Why am I bl- Mike Vrabel? We need Mike Vrabel. That's that's the answer. Uh that's, I don't have anything. I don't have anything else to put it, but I got my winners and my losers of the day. Okay. Uh Cheers. so I got got my three winners and my three losers. So uh winners first, losers second. Okay. Winners of the day. Alabama, Oregon, and Georgia. And losers of the day. Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Miami because Cormani McLean isn't coming to your school. So those are my three winners and three losers of the day. Uh, I was going to put Oregon one, but when you take into account the entire Alabama class and the Caden Proctor flip yesterday, Bama got three five-stars, Oregon got two. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Oregon made moves, don't get me wrong, but they also lost a five-star. Alabama didn't lose any five stars. They actually got a, an extra five star. I would say though, so I'm looking. I'm I, like Bama won the day. Bama won the day, and they got that. better five stars than Oregon. I, Oregon I made think, a lot of waves I, I, though. I do agree. I do agree with that. But I, I think also if you look in like no, the, Oregon made a lot of uh, momentum the moves. Oregon made. They they won the trade between them and basically UCLA. I would say. Well, I mean, if we're just looking at it from that perspective, they they did well. Yes. From what could have occurred. Yeah. I, I also want to give a shout out to, to Tulane though. We uh we were on our bag today. We were we were on our A game. Merry Fritzmas, everybody, uh, if you're a Tulane fan. But has he officially re-signed? Coach Fritz? Yeah, is that yeah, he's back. Yeah. He's back. But but just just for a little recap, uh we secured a lot of top prospects that we were kind of going after we flipped a lot of people who had offers from power five teams and other top uh aac teams we went into the transfer portal we got big names we got a a a huge name out of northwestern aj hampton cornerback uh he was a all-american honorable mention or all big 10 honorable mention um 2021 injured half this season but still played well also even bigger uh friend of the podcast waterboy uh, friend of the friend of the water boys, uh, sincere will be returning in 2023, uh, for next season. He will be back. And, uh, Michael Pratt, another friend of the water boys, uh, he will be returning next year as well. So 
so a little bit of breaking news on the Waterboy podcast is what I'm hearing. It was announced yesterday, to be fair. But- uh, breaking news. You guys heard it here first exclusively on the Waterboy podcast. Michael Pratt, Sincere Hainsworth, uh, both will be preseason All-Americans next season, both returning to the Tulane Green Wave for their senior seasons. Am I correct on that last part? I, don't I know. believe Sincere will be a grad transfer. I will be a grad. Still, fuck it. Still, senior season. Still technically a senior. So they are back. They are better. Uh, yeah. Bright, bright future uh, in Tulane. Does, does Cincinnati, UCF, all those boys leave? Do, do they officially dip? Cincinnati officially dipped, UCF officially dipped, and Houston are all gone for next season. Oh, so you guys are gone 12 now. We running it back, baby. We running um, it back. Yeah, you're running actually running it back. back. No, straight up. You guys are running it back. Oh, Holy although, shit, although, although, you know what? Uh, I, I will, as you are a, a USC uh, student currently, uh, and this name has some context to you, JT Daniels will now be in our conference next season. He will be he will be playing for Rice. He will be playing for that. Rice. Uh, and- uh, Rice is a um hard nosed football program. Oh yeah, uh, that's the only best the way most I elite them. athletes there. Uh, all I know is that USC's arguably their best player. Well, maybe not statistically this season. Uh, Drew Peterson, you just got DP'd. He came from Rice. That's my boy. Uh, so that's the only connection I have with uh, the University of Rice or Rice University, however they go by. I don't know. But yeah, I'm sick of wearing this blazer. So yeah, that concludes the College Football National Signing Day special segment. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching. Now, we can get into our loser of the NFL picks to announce uh, this up coming week everett why don't you uh take it away all right i just want to clarify both grant and i went 12 and 4 last week the only reason i'm announcing these picks is because i was a bomb two weeks ago and went six and seven so hey hey you're the one who made those atrocious picks brother it was bad it was bad but we both went 12 and 4 on the week 75 percent pick week so Uh, you are you are those numbers you said 58 percent correct right that's that's 59.8 percent i'm i'm about to hit 60 I'm at I'm at fifty seven point two percent right now. So, so yeah, according to my numbers, you are now a hundred twenty eight and ninety six. Yes, sir. I uh, I still think overall we're both very very impressive. I would say very impressive. Although who cares about impressiveness? We only want to beat each other here. So very true. And uh, right. I have a six game lead still currently. Everett. Yeah. All right. Why don't so you announce these games for us? This week, there are no bye weeks. I believe there are no There's no more bye weeks for the rest of the season. So, uh, here, here are the games we got. Which also means there will be no teams coming off an extra bye week of that rest is, before. That is, correct. Uh, that is correct. That's also another thing to keep All in right, mind. All right, so here, here are the teams that we got. Jaguars versus Jets, Giants at uh, at Vikings, Bills at Bears, Saints at Browns, Texans at Titans, Seahawks at Chiefs, Bengals at Patriots, Lions at Panthers, Falcons at Ravens, Commanders at 49ers, Eagles at Cowboys, Raiders at Steelers, Packers at Dolphins, Broncos at Rams, Bucks at Cardinals, and Chargers at Colts. Pretty interesting slate there. Uh, very interesting slate. Well, well, let's hear these picks now. 
All right, here are my picks. And a couple of them are very interesting. Uh, I, I I tend to make these picks, by the way, like I don't – I just kind of make them off uh, as we go. Uh, so I haven't fully researched into a couple of these as much as I would like, but who cares? There is no no defense for these for, – for, for, for my picks. Yeah. <clears throat> Jaguars, Vikings, Bills, Browns, Texans, Chiefs, Bengals, Lions, Falcons, 49ers, Cowboys, Raiders, Dolphins, Rams, Bucks, Chargers. Vibes. Uh, did you have uh could you could you Lions over Panthers? Yes. Yes. You had Niners, Eagles, Steelers, Dolphins. Niners, Cowboys. Niners, Cowboys, Raiders, Dolphins. Okay. Uh, all right. I just had to mark down the picks that we disagreed with. Uh, okay. These are mine. Jaguars, Bills, Browns, Titans, Chiefs, Vikings, Bengals, Lions, Ravens, Niners, Eagles, Steelers, Dolphins, Broncos, Bucks, Chargers. The games we disagreed with, if I got this correct, Texans, Titans, yep. Falcons, Ravens, Eagles, yes. Cowboys, yes. Raiders, Steelers, and Broncos, Rams. Yes, believe so. Okay. All right, we're going in order. Texans, Titans. Why? Why Texans? So you think Titans are going to lose five last, straight? <laughs> well, look at these last two weeks, okay? Look at these last two weeks. The, the, the Texans have played two very good teams and have played them very close. Last week, they take the Chiefs to overtime, kind of collapse in that, the end of that game, and obviously lose. But they did bring the Chiefs to overtime, and I believe two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, I don't remember what team they were playing. It might have been the Bills or maybe it was the Eagles, something like that. Uh, also, had a, have played a, a pretty close game with them. So I'm just looking at that that aspect of it, and they've been playing very well over the last, I don't know, like I said, two weeks versus those good teams. And on top of that, uh, Ryan Tannehill is out for the rest of the season. Malik Willis will be making his first career start uh, next week versus the Texans. I just think that it's interesting. Uh, I could see, obviously, Malik Willis going off and playing well, but I think that that aspect, having him go in, uh, in this situation might not be ideal. And if the Texans can stop Derrick Henry, make Malik Willis pass, it's going to get pretty interesting there. That is uh, definitely potential for happening. Uh, I just think overall, uh, I got to go with Vrabel. I got to go with Vrabel. I no, saw no, their this, team. It's, it's it's no disrespect to Vrabel. I, obviously, I think that he's going to do a phenomenal job coaching them, but it's going to be the execution the, by the players that I perceive being the issue. So the Texans out-execute the Titans? I think so. Okay. All right. I personally don't think that'll happen, but hey, I I – I also just think that the Texans have been playing so well versus these good teams that they're, and they've lost them all. They're bound to get one. They've been getting closer and closer over the last couple of weeks versus these really good. Teams. I mean, I want to say that too. And I, I do think, think the Titans. It's just, it's, it's like it's, um, it's just the vibes. It's a fight it's or flight vibe. mode right now in the season. Like you guys lose. Oh shit! I also think like you guys Smith need is, to win. Lovey Smith is coaching for his job right now. 
I think, I, I mean, Lovey's, I mean, I think he's getting fired no matter what. But, hey, he still is. You could say he is, yeah. Or, or, uh, or, or coaching for a job for next year. Uh, we could look at it that way. I still can't believe Lovey Smith is even the head coach of the Texans I, I, in the first I, I place. Can't, I can't either. I don't know. Fuck but, yeah, no, I just... Uh, Vrabel's Vrabel's gonna get it done in my opinion. He he's not gonna he hasn't won a game since November seventeenth, I think. Now I don't think that stretch is gonna extend till what January is he gonna go from November seventeenth till January first without a win? I just I also think that it's shaping up for the Jaguars to pick up a game. Uh, sorry, to, to pick up the division lead. So I think that's why I said Jaguars winning this week versus the Jets and the Titans dropping. The Jaguars were going to take the lead um, this week. I can just see that happening, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a vibes pick if I've ever heard it. I mean, that's a vibes explanation. Okay, Falcons, Ravens. Uh, l- 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 let's just say this. I know Lamar didn't practice today. Still not back, back, uh, Still not back in practice. But fuck it. I'm assuming he's still playing in this game. Uh, and I'm going to pick Ravens, Lamar, or not. Uh, I'm picking I, I, the Ravens, so look, your it, number 10 team uh, in your number, NFL power rankings. Uh, give me the Ravens. I, I think that the Ravens, if Lamar's back, make uh, are going to just win this game pretty easily. My problem that keeps sticking in my head is 3-6. to six, And that was the margin of the game score last week when the Ravens took on the Browns. And the Browns front seven is true. Well, I mean, J.K. Dobbins did still run for 130 yards on them. I, just, I think we did see that the, their front the, seven the, was atrocious, but yeah. The Ravens wide receiving core is the worst in the NFL, and now they're down Devin DuVernay for the rest of the season. He's out. I think I don't know what's up with Rashad Bateman right now. Their wide receiving core is just That crazy. was a preseason prediction of yours to pop off. That didn't happen. All right. <laughs> but – the wide receiving core is just absolute dog shit right now. And I think in order to beat the Falcons, you're going to need to be able to pass. And I don't think that they can get that done. If they can do it versus the versus the Browns, there's no way you're going to be doing it versus versus the Falcons. I also think with a week under his legs now with Desmond Ritter, and they started coming back that last week for that, for that past game uh, at the end of that, that game last week, I just think that the Falcons are going to, going to be up one now they're still fighting for that division in the, in the south and i could see them just putting it all out on the line now desmond ritter plays completely differently than marcus mariota it's a kind of a, a, a revitalization effort and he actually i also think it's run. like very ironic that last week i'm pretty sure if the falcons won they still would have been in the playoff hunt uh but arthur smith called off the season was like oh we're out of the playoff picture we're going with ritter but they were still in the playoff picture Yes. When they went to Ritter. So, hey, just just want to throw that out there. But yeah, yeah, I, I just I just think that if if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, if Tyler Huntley's back in, I think Tyler Huntley's a great quarterback. I think that he I don't. I think that he, I'm going to be honest. I don't. He, he's a great backup quarterback and he is. Are we sure about that, though? Like, are so. we sure? I think so. I don't know if we can say that anymore. I think we're riding off the vibe. Who did he beat last year? Like, I, I know he came in it's last be year. Like the Bengals or the Chiefs. And won some games. But I I feel like um, 
as a collective NFL casual fan base, we don't actually have a read on Tyler Huntley. No, I think that I think that he has perspective to develop into a good starting quarterback somewhere. That doesn't mean he's whoa, gonna be whoa. Let chill, me finish. Not Let me finish. Let me finish. It doesn't <laughs> oh. mean that he. It doesn't mean that he oh. obtained that starting job. But that means a team would sign him with the intent of letting him come. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure about that one. I'm not sure about that. I don't. I don't. I don't. Zach think Wilson's Tyler starting a game pick. next week. Would you well, rather have Tyler? There's Hunter different because he was a number two overall pick. Who shouldn't have been the number two overall no, pick? No, shouldn't. But he have. was. Hey, hey, I I think Zach Wilson sucks nuts. Don't don't get me wrong, but uh, Tyler Huntley, he might suck more nuts. No, he doesn't. Come on, now. I. No. He might. No. no. Yeah. No. Everett. He. No. Ooh, Everett. No. No, Wait, I'm 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 about to look at something real quick. Would you rather have Zach Wilson or Josh Rosen? Uh, none of the above, and I would tank. <laughs> <laughs> I'd start Josh McCown and tank. No, like seriously though, would you rather have Josh Rosen or Zach Wilson? Zach Wilson, but neither are great options. Like I that mean, that goes to show you how much, like how little comparison. Like there is between those two players, like no, that, no, that. okay, but you're you're comparing Tyler Huntley to the worst quarterback in football, okay? Like Zach Wilson, I don't think should be a starter. No, he and should. I think he's still better than Tyler Huntley, which is saying something about Tyler Huntley. What did Tyler Huntley do to you, man? Fucking suck the last two weeks and play like what you, you said yourself three points against the Bengals. Did you have them in, in fantasy or something? No, but it's just like the Ravens. I'm kind of surprised how good, how not good, you're but you're, you're, influential you're just, Lamar is just, to their success on offense. You're just telling me that they should have kept Trace McSorley. That's what I'm hearing. No, 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 no. I mean, he would. I mean, I love Trace. He's a big 10 fucking By the way, he legend. will be starting. He will be starting for the Cardinals. However, it's just like what, what the last couple weeks have shown me is Lamar Jackson is maybe the most impactful player on his specific team in the NFL in terms of their success. Yeah. That's what, that's what the past couple of weeks has shown me. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that's not the case. I'm just saying that Tyler Huntley is a capable quarterback. I just think there's been a clear draw. I mean, the Ravens offense, even with Lamar, they can't pass it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that also between this year and last year. But then you take him out. (laughs) I think between this year and last year, Tyler Huntley has not been playing as well as he did last year, but I don't. I mean, well, well, maybe, maybe if Tyler Huntley, I mean, shit, I mean, nah, I mean, Tyler Huntley just can't be it. Yeah, that, that's my opinion. But I think we've been talking about the anyway, Ravens. Okay, what's the next game? I've been talking what's about Tyler Huntley for too fucking long. Let's talk <laughs> about um. Let's talk about game of the week: Eagles Cowboys. Uh now I know Jalen hurts out for this game, but this is a game that Gardner Minshew just fucking wins. Like, like uh, Cowboys have not been playing well. Hold on, hold on. Cowboys have not been playing well the past no, couple hold weeks. On, hold on. You know what I just realized, and I I just fucked myself. I thought I was doing well because. Jalen Hurts is going to be out also probably out for a couple weeks. I'm not going to lie, but Jalen Hurts. I, I have no idea about that, but I mean, dude, Minshew, has, that's the greatest let me backup let me you finish. Let me finish my answer real quick. Let me finish my point. Oh, my God. Stop getting so sassy. Go on. Mm. Um, that was but, questionable. But go on. <laughs> you, 
Pause. You see that Justin Fields clip? Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> Power man coming on my back. With Jalen Hurts being out, I thought I was going to be one-upping because I know the Cowboys didn't play well this past week, and I know they haven't played well for, uh, for a couple weeks now. But Well, yeah, they barely I, got by the Texans, I, and they lost to the Jaguars last week. I did just realize Gardner Minshew is starting this game, and obviously he's the best backup you could possibly ask for to have. But there's another thing he's playing for this week. His coach at Washington State, Mike Leach, recently passed away. Gardner Minshew, um, there's a death play on the Eagles this week. All I have to say, there's a death play. Eagles are going to win this game. Death play alerts. Now, Mike Leach, we already we, we went over this, but Mike Leach was such an influential character. He deserves another moment of respect. This man, we we spoke about how he impacted Lincoln Riley, Sonny Dykes, a, a bunch of coaches, Cliff Kingsbury, so many different coaches, but also the players that he coached, uh, one of them being Gardner Minshew. So uh, a great character of a coach produces great characters of players and makes sense. It adds up. Uh, Gardner Minshew is going out and he's getting a dub for Coach Leach. I, I, I can't switch my pick now from the Cowboys. Yeah, but it's too late. It is too late now, brother. Gardner Minshew. But, but, I will say, I'm just, I just want to be on record. I'm not switching my pick. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, 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 I respect that. It's a big man move out of you. It takes a lot be, of man out of you to, to, wanna, to, to do that. I want to be on record saying Gardner Minshew. But we can both agree the Eagles at the minimum are covering. Yes, Gardner Minshew. At the is, minimum, are covering. Gardner Minshew is going to win this one for Mike Leach. I, I, I will. I mean, it. he's winning it, but at the minimum, he's covering the plus five. At, uh, at the minimum, yeah. he's covering for Mike Leach. Yes. But okay, next disagreement: Raiders, Steelers, Everett. Why Raiders? Um, I went full vibes. That's why I went Steelers here. It's also on Saturday night. Raiders, Steelers, some gritty franchises on a Saturday night. Give, I just, me, give me Steelers in Pittsburgh. I don't know what quarterback starting for Pittsburgh this don't week. Don't care. I do a little bit. I also think that the Raiders kind of match up well on paper versus the Steelers. They have a great wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs, can if he can play well, great on ground attack. So if they can actually <laughs> feed those two and, and Derek Carr isn't a fucking brick, uh, and bum and can make some passes. I think that the Raiders can easily win this one. Yeah, Derek been... Carr's been awfully Derek Carr this year. Yeah, he's been a little too much Derek Carr for my taste, to be honest. Um, but it also comes down to Josh McDaniel's prep. And I'm I'm hoping that his win versus the Patriots last week kind of snapped his shit together and he figured oh, it out. Yeah. So I didn't even consider that in my momentum, but after that win, no fucking chance the Raiders are what. Eh, this isn't college football. Uh, I'm not going to use that logic per se, but so that's just my vibes. It's my I can see Josh McDaniels not doing much prep this week after that dub. Let's say he he might be going out to the MGM Grand after that one. But uh, yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> that's my opinion. Think about how bad it probably is to prep if you're a football team in Las Vegas. It's probably tough. So, so like, hard. especially being a young head coach. Oh God. 
Like, who's the backup quarterback for the Raiders? There's no way they aren't blowing half of their fucking salary uh, on just. Yeah, game I play. don't know who the backup quarterback for the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, who the who the who, the who is Derek is Carr's backup? backup? I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, this, this, um, this while is- I'm looking this up, why don't you start on Broncos Rams and why don't you get why you have the Rams? All right, I'll I'll, I'll interrupt vibes. you with this, this fun this, fact real quick. This is just but. a vibes pick. Rams are four and ten. Um, they are they are losers of. Well, they've just lost one of them. I, I think I think a stat came out just saying like they tied the ninety-eight Broncos, I think, for worst record uh for a team after winning a Super Bowl. For defending uh, yes. Super they, Bowl. They champion. also are the first Super Bowl. Oh, the backup's Jared Stidham. Oh, Jared Stud Muffins blowing fucking at- let me look up his salary. Let me uh, look up it and I'll do a prediction on how much money he's spending. Yeah, but also with 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 that in general, like the the Rams are the first team I believe since the 2016 Broncos to miss the playoffs. Okay, base salary of 965k. Sorry, but I mean these are important facts that we got to get. At least out. like 50k is probably gone. Uh more. More. You think this more. is all ninth at least? Like uh, I mean I don't know what the state tax there is. Let's assume it's like fucking 40 percent. Uh, so he keeps like 600k of that shit. Yeah, at least 100k is getting spent gambling. Yeah. All right. So this yeah. is um, this is what I'm looking at. Baker Mayfield's gonna start this game. He doesn't gamble responsibly, bro. He's in the fucking NFL. But yeah, go on. Baker Mayfield's gonna start this game. I also am looking at the, if this that is, is true. This is a vibes pick. One vibes on Baker in LA. Two. I uh, I think we know all of our picks are based on vibes at this point. But two, yes. Yeah. Two. I just think that this season is a wash for Russ in 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 Denver and Mile High. I think that Russ is well. I don't think Russ is back. Is starting a quarterback this week for the Broncos, and I think because of that, give me the Rams. If Russ wasn't starting this week, give me the Broncos. But he is, so give me the Rams. Um. So uh, looking at the past couple of weeks, both teams are one and four uh, in their last five matchups. Both teams have not been looking great down the stretch. Uh, both teams eliminated from the playoffs. Both teams have nothing to play for. Uh, other interesting thing, both teams don't have first-round picks, so you don't really have anything to tank for either. Unless one of those picks... So it's a very interesting scenario. Unless here. one of those picks is inter-conference, uh, but I don't know if I... No, anymore. there is... No, no, because no, uh, the Rams pick is to the Lions, and then the Broncos pick is to Seattle. So... I guess in a way, if you're the Rams, you want to lose so the Seahawks get a worse pick. Now he's thinking big brain. Now I'm thinking, thinking big brain. Okay. Big brain. I think I figured out. I think I figured out McVay, if he wants to benefit his team in the future, should purposely so we'll know whether game. or not that's actually the case depending if they win or lose this week if they lose you blame it because he doesn't want the seahawks getting a better to get a better pick they from win, the Broncos. he just doesn't give a fuck and he just won to win he just win, yeah win one to win whatever the fuck or or you blame it on baker for trying too hard in practice this week yeah he's just also you could you also have that built in that's a possibility he's smacking too many helmets this no week. yeah yeah uh, so there's also, okay, while we're on the subject, I'm actually very happy you brought this up. There's actually a rumor going around that Baker Mayfield is padding in his headband, and that's why he's headbutting people. If that's the case, 
how what are your opinions on Baker Mayfield headbutting his teammates? That's is it a little is it a little idiot. bitch made I now love, that there's no, padding in it? I, lo- I love it even more. Oh, you love it I, even more. I love it even more that there's padding. Like, yeah, it made it seem a little like sick when it was just his fucking skull ramming into the helmet. Now, I'm a Baker hater because he like planned the flag at Ohio State and shit. But, but the fact that he, he I can understand if, why he can be like padded his fucking if he padded his headband. I think it's two headbutt his teammates. Headbutt his that that makes it even that's more a football fun. guy move. That's a football move. That's a football. That, that's a football guy move, move right there. Dude, move right there. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that uh, he, he won football guy of the week the other week. So, I mean, it adds up. It makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Right. Baker Mayfield football guy of the week. Okay. Time to talk about our games. I'm, I'm going to let you start. No, Giants. You start. you start first. So this weekend we have 11 games on Saturday. We, we have a full, full 16 game weekend. Got the Thursday night game, 11 on Saturday, three on Sunday, but <laughs> But the NFL, they're smart. You know, they spoil you fuckers. All right. They save the best game for last. Uh, the eight and six Chargers will be taking on the four, nine and one Indianapolis Colts on Monday night football. Um, this is going to be the game of the week. And I mean that both in a positive and negative way towards my uh, my Chargers right there. Uh now it's going to be exciting because the Chargers are going to win. We're going to be nine and six. We're we're going to essentially lock up a playoff spot next week. Um, that's why it's going to be exciting for me. Why it's going to be exciting for you and not as exciting for me. It's going to be a really close game. Chargers minus four and a half. Fuck that. Give me Colts plus four and a half. Chargers money line. This is going to be a phenomenal game. Okay, phenomenal football game. You don't Justin think, Herbert. You said don't it best. think? Hold on. You don't think that the Colts losing in the most embarrassing fashion physically possible last week is gonna derail their season? And I don't think it's gonna. Game. I don't think it's gonna shut down. You think that they're now. gonna come in with a vengeance now? I mean, no. I think more started. so that the Chargers this week are gonna assume their season's over and not try this Wait week. Wait a second. Wait That's a second. what I more so assume. Wait a second. Did did Jeff Saturday only start Big Dick Nick this week? Because of vibes. So that's another, that is another implication. Matt Ryan is done for the season. Okay. Matt Ryan. PFT commenter has been talking about this a lot on PMT, but he, you got to feel bad for him back there. Cause he cannot evade the pass rush. When he gets no. sacked, you're like scared for his health. Every time he hits the ground, like it is frightening and terrifying. For his long-term health, watching him just get fucking pummeled every game. His O-line isn't doing shit for him. Uh, but you're correct. Surprising. The vibes are here. Big Dick Nick coming in for the Colts. I'm surprised Jeff Saturday didn't make this move immediately. He made it just Once he took the Colts it wasn't, uh, wasn't, head coaching hold on, job. Hold on, wait, wait, the fuck wait, you, fuck. Saturday, for doing this before wait, facing wait, us? That's wait, kind of a dick wait, move. Wait even, wait even more of a second. It's Big Dick Nick on Christmas Eve day. You know who comes well, on Christmas well, Eve? Well, the 26th, the day after Christmas. So Big Dick Nick gets a Christmas, folks. Remember that. But you know who comes on Christmas? Santa? Santa. You know what, you know what Santa's name is? Saint Nick. Big Saint Dick Nick, Nick is- Claus. <laughs> He's coming to town. That's right. Uh, Nick Foles is going to gift uh, Indianapolis um, a cover on Monday night. 
and and they're gonna cover against us. Oh, but, this I mean, is the Monday night game. You like up a playoff spot, But yeah, uh, that, that those are my bolts. That that's that's my breakdown. Okay, in all seriousness, no, my one seriousness though, my one comment on this game itself. Uh, so last week I saw Gilmore playing very physical with Justin yeah, Jefferson. You, I saw him playing very very physical. Uh, I hope. He doesn't do that to our receivers because I think if Mike Williams well, just gets tapped, he might be done for I, life. I, I at also, this point, I also, on his injuries, that, I'm hoping that you just have better refs than we did because I swear to God, in a normal situation, if that if that hit specific hit that you and I are both thinking about, yeah, I think we know what watch, we're talking about. Uh, he's gone and he's out of the game. If if our editor is great, he he'd throw it up right I'm here. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I it's not happening. He's not doing it, folks. But yeah, <laughs> uh, look it up yourself, you lazy fucks. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Ooh, no, no I just love my bolts, though. I really that's a good transition love the pass though. Rush last week, I that's... really love the pass rush last also, week. And also, also, we're gonna big, we big note by it. the way. Big note by we the way. Uh, last week, it. last week, uh, Ifadi Odeningbo got revenge game for him. He was on the Vikings prior, but he got the block punt and he had three sacks on us. The Colts released him. Yikes. Rele- he, they released him after our game. You are no longer playing against him. Fuck yeah. Great move, Jeff Saturday. Well, he's not the GM. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, okay. Yeah, Imagine a world where, like, Jeff Saturday won't be the head coach next year, but let's say they, they convince Peyton to come on board and be their GM. Peyton, Peyton goes to GM. Jeff Saturday... They could promote him to like fucking um like advisor to the GM. Like he's just Peyton's boy. <laughs> like killing him there. It's like the Wolf of Wall Street. He'll still be involved. In, in no doubt in my mind, Jeff Saturday will stay involved with the Colts. No, no, no doubt. It, it no doesn't doubt. need to be like a, a legit big job, but he could just be a special advisor to Peyton Manning. They just need to get to Peyton Manning involved. They'll, they'll probably put him as an advisor to whoever they hire as head coach. I, I really I really hope they don't put Peyton Manning at, at coach. I don't want to see him coach. I want to see him build a roster. I want to see him at GM. I, just I think that would be more Peyton, interesting. More of what he's done, like Peyton places and stuff. His, his shows are actually great. Anyway. I like I, – like when we when we were like old enough to start like understanding football, I don't know, fucking 10 years ago or so, like Peyton Manning was like kind of on his decline. Still, what are you still talking about? Good. On his decline, he had seven touchdown passes at the start of the 2014-2015 season with the Broncos. The Broncos year. I, I I know, but it's like after that one season, like he fell off yeah. a cliff like no other. Yeah, like, Brock Osweiler might have started half their games that final season, but I mean, dude, Brock Osweiler commentating ABC College Football game. He commentated a fucking two lane game. Yeah, I know that. This year. I was like, what the fuck, Osweiler? Like, don't talk to me about fucking Ty J Spears. You don't know shit, you bum. I did see that. I did see but that. nah, like, literally, Anyways. he was calling some of your games Anyways, this year. But for the Vikings, okay. uh, for the Vikings, Vikings Giants. Uh, I'm a little scared. I'm a little scared. I'm not scared so, of the Giants. So I also just want to keep in mind earlier this week you um were disrespecting Daniel Jones. Um, I think it's gonna be really funny when he runs for a touchdown on your guys' defense this weekend. Oh, I never I never said he couldn't run. <laughs> he couldn't run. 
Let's get that one clear. I never said he couldn't. Now, I, I picked you guys to win. Fun fact, I've actually picked the Vikings to win every single game this year. Yeah. Uh, and I just realized that the other week, but I think they're going to win out. I think you guys are going to finish your 14 and so look, three. This is, this is what I, I think. And and I'll uh, this this also connects to my power rankings from last week, which, by the way, uh, trending on TikTok. Um, I, I do. Wa- yeah, I mean, doing good shit. <laughs> yeah, check it out at Waterboy Pod. But uh, yeah, so for the Vikings, look, my problem is two, two parts. Two parts here. Technically three. One, emotional win last week. Biggest comeback in NFL history. You overcome a 33-point deficit to win. How do you respond this week? We, I already heard Coach O'Connell gave the entire team Sunday and Monday off. I'm hoping that they were watching film, maybe doing lift or something, so that way they weren't just kind of sitting on their asses at home. But need to get in the film, like need to, to get on top of everything, have to make sure we come back because that's the same thing that we did after the Bills game. And that next week we got decimated by the Cowboys. So it's really important that we can can get over that hump, get over that mindset from last week, wash it. It's a new week. Don't care about that week anymore. So it's very grown up of you. I'm worried. Right? I'm worried about that. Also, Vikings fans as well. You guys need to we we all and I've seen a lot of you. I've seen a lot of you on the power power rankings TikTok commenting by rank seven. You guys gotta chill. You gotta chill. Right. You guys we went down 33-0 to we overcame a, a 33 point deficit against a team that was four and ten, four and nine, and whatever the fuck. Right? We won the game, but there shouldn't have been a hey, you were, were still down at one point. You're down 33 points. Defense played great second half, didn't play good first half. Offense didn't play good the first half either. I need to see them both improve. I need to see them improve. Otherwise, we're not doing shit in January. Got to play full four quarters so, in this in this fucking sport, so guys. This, here's the thing. So there's that. I need to see the defense. The second thing is I need to see the defense improve. We did great the second half of last week. We only allowed, what, three points in the entire second half. So need to see that again. Need to see them hold points back. I need to see the blitzing rate come up. I need to see them play more press. We got the the length and the size to play press, play press more. I want to see all uh, that. Also, I mean, I'll, I mean, quick comment on me, other than Eagles, Cowboys, you, uh, you're involved in the game of the week. Again. Yes. So spotlight will be on. It's another Saturday game. Also for the third thing. Now I have a fourth thing. Third thing, Andre Patterson coming back, his revenge game. He was our D line coach for years. Now the D line coach, for the Giants with Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau has been playing great. Now it's our turn. We have to stop him. We've been tasked with stopping him. I need. We need Darisaw and we need Brian O'Neill both to step up and play great. Don't let Kirk Cousins get pressured. The last thing that I have, it is a special game. It is a white-out theme game. We are running our white jerseys at home, all white minus the helmet, all white at home. They're repainting both the end zones and the uh, – center field mascot whatever the fuck white everything is white everybody including the fans has to wear white so either that's gonna bite us in the ass because also the giants wear white when they're away so either that's gonna bite us in the ass i don't think that's too much of the concern no, the giants but, wearing but, white part no, no, but, but i but, can but, definitely is this a thing do you guys do whiteouts no this, this is, is the first time, time we've ever done it that's now that's a problem. I that's why see. I'm saying it's a problem. If half if half the fucking stadium shows up wearing purple, well, that's why it's a problem. Also, I just think in general, 
doing like like do they sell white vikings apparel yeah, it's, like, it's, is that like, a normal thing our norway colors are, 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 are white yeah but so not everybody has but, it because the primary yeah, thing that's is what i'm perfect. saying is it is it possible so, so th- th- like that's the cowboys the everyone that, has a but, white jersey but also my my thing is special uniforms and special games like that every time i've ever seen it including for us specifically at tulane it's always ended poorly those teams always lose so i'm hoping that that doesn't apply here but i can't say that i'm not superstitious about that bit so with all that said, defense just needs to step it up. Need to continue that, especially not even not just this game, the rest of the season, going all the way through the end of the playoffs. If if the Eagles manage to lose out, the one seed is in our territory. We can have it if we win out. We need that. Cannot drop lower than three, but for we all know that we do not want to play in San Francisco. If it becomes the two seed versus the three seed to go to the NFC Championship game, and we have to go through San Francisco for that, fuck that. Write it off. We're going home. So. We need to have that that home home field advantage. That's really important. We didn't have that 2017. We need to have that this year. I think that on paper, the Vikings match up really well, but it's all about prep and execution. If we can see more of what we saw in the second half last week, if we can play the rest of the season the way we played the second half last week, we might look like the best team in the NFL. You know what? I love I love those opinions. I, I love to hear that. Uh I'm on Team Skull this week. I think one thing that really matches up well, the the Giants, not the greatest passing attack, and uh, at least in my opinion, terrible. that's been the they're, big, they're terrible the big attack, struggle. Which is good for us because our secondary is not great, but it doesn't mean they're not going to actually get yards on us because they always do so far, and I would be very happy if, if they don't because that means that we'll have made improvements. Big it is thing- surprising how the Vikings are giving up 293 passing yards per game on average. That's crazy. Big thing is stopping Saquon. Um, But also, we need to... I hope you don't respectfully for my fantasy purposes, but... We need to manage player rest and injury, too, because now we got these last couple weeks coming out, and we're going to be playing outdoors in the cold these final two weeks as well. Then we have the playoffs, and we want to make sure that everybody's healthy, and we've had a couple players, Darius Smith, specifically Daniil Hunter, Garrett Bradbury who have not been healthy these last couple of weeks or haven't even been able to play because they're so unhealthy. So making sure that they're ready to go in the playoffs, because either way, we're going to the playoffs. It's just a matter of if we're fighting for that home field advantage or not. So that's also important. Uh, and let's get Justin Jefferson this fucking title. Let's get him that title. Let's get him a season records. Let's fucking end it. Let's get him that ownership in the team, baby. Let's get oh, him yeah. all the above. <laughs> let's, get, let's get him everything on, under the fucking sun. Uh, that's all. That's all I had on the NFL, though. Uh, the, those those are my closing comments. Uh, there there was one other game that that tickled my fancy a little bit. Not gonna lie, between the Seahawks and the Chiefs, but we both went Chiefs. I don't know. Fuck. Maybe I'm maybe I'm stuck in this trap of my Seahawks past, and I I just I I I'm a Pete Carroll fan at heart. I I I am. You know. Like, fuck Pete Carroll for picking Russell Wilson over the Legion of Boom. But then again, I love you, Pete Carroll, for starting to air it out the second Russell leaves. Like, that's that's the funniest shit of all time. So I'm at a crossroads with Pete Carroll, more leaning more leaning towards the side that he's my guy. But we're at a crossroads. The Seahawks aren't in... Um... Aren't in the playoffs anymore, right? So it's that uh, it's currently the not. They're seven and it's seven. It's the Seahawks, Lions, and Commanders all fighting for that final wild card spot. 
I'm praying to God the Lions don't make it because they do actually scare me. And for everybody who is arguing about why the Lions aren't my 10 seed over the Ravens, it's because one, the Ravens have been winning. They started the season one and six. It's because the Ravens have been winning without Lamar Jackson. So when Lamar comes back, are they a better team than the Lions? Yes. Yeah. And also the fuck are we talking about the people? Lions, the Lions might be seven and seven, but but even when they're seven and seven, didn't win the NFC North. They started one and six, one and seven, whatever the fuck. And they're still one not six. they're still not a playoff team. They're in playoff contention. And once they get there, yeah, obviously. And I think that they're a great team. I think that they, they deserve to be there. But also I'm not ranking just the NFC. I have to account for the AFC teams. The power ranking is who I think is gonna beat you. Right, those teams. So uh, yeah, Seattle is the tiebreaker over Detroit right now. So I I just it'll be interesting. Seahawks might play this well, but I also think that they've been slipping for a while now, and I think that they. Yeah, no, they have. They have. They have. I think hundred percent. They're done. I think that it's going to be between the Commanders and the Lions, and for whatever fucking reason, the Commanders with Taylor Heineke are just feisty. 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 They're frisky. They're frisky. Feisty. Frisky. They're frisky. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I'll, I'll just have one quick closing comment on the AFC wildcard outlook because my team's heavenly, heavenly, heavily, heavily involved. Holy fuck. Uh, so, I mean, I, I obviously want Baltimore to, to, to lose a couple games. I'd be helping out my bolts, obviously. Uh, maybe we can get the five seed, go up against the Titans round one. Very low key, the five seed in the AFC uh, playoffs this year. That first wild card spot's going to be very, very big because the winner of the AFC South is going to suck balls, whoever it is. So I, I would much rather play the Titans than I would the Jaguars. I would no, of course, but I'd rather play the Titans or Jaguars <laughs> than Bengals or the Chiefs. Yes, so yes, very much agreed. You want that five seed? That five seed spot is a fucking. It's it's very important. It's very big. Now we won't have home field if that. Ha- now I'm saying we okay. We're gonna fucking lose this week to the fucking. I'm getting my hopes up, bro. <laughs> All right, now I gotta cover the real the real topic of the Chargers. It happens every fucking year. I know it. Uh, the Chargers find a way to shoot themselves in the foot, and it's always around this time of the season where it's like, oh, the Chargers haven't easy path to the fucking playoff right now they're they're currently the sixth seed which they are this year or it's like they're currently in a wild card spot the remaining strength of schedules fucking 29th in the league it's gonna be an easy cakewalk rest of the three weeks no it's never easy okay going back to my story next week when i was sitting back sitting with uh next to a couple veterans at sofi where the second the Chargers got the ball that. off. Chargers veterans, not veter- veterans like military. Let me clarify. Yeah, no, no. Chargers. I'm talking veteran fans who have, who have seen it all. That's what I mean. Uh, the second we got the ball back with around like 3.30 left and the game was looking done, we were up by a score. They were like, we're about to go three and out, punt back, and they're going to go and score, and it's going to be a tie game. Like, stop celebrating. And then that immediately happened. Like, those are the people that, that are putting me in check right now. I we're probably gonna lose to the Colts this week. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna lie. I, 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 I'm not gonna it, say anything. Colts, I, I think Rams, Colts Chargers. Broke. You I, would I, assume I think, we'd go three and zero, right? I think that I think that we broke the Colts. Oh, I, I th- one I think and two. 
I think we I think we broke the Colts for you guys. I I wouldn't worry about it that much. I I I fucking I hope so, Everett. I hope so. Jonathan Taylor's. But out the here. thing is, if we go one and two, we finish nine and eight. Still might be in. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Yeah, that's all I got though. That's all I got all though. Right. Both the fuck up, baby. With that, thank you guys so much for watching, listening. Rate us five stars. Check us out on Twitter, TikTok, and on YouTube at Waterboy Pod. Our Twitter handles are right here uh, at, uh, at Everett's Takes and at Waterboy Grant. It's the holiday season. That means you'll be home with your friends and family. And if you're not, I apologize. But uh, why don't you spread the word? Spread the love. Spread the Waterboy love. Show everybody. Yeah, if we're taking a plane ride on uh, Delta. Uh... Sky Blue, uh, I think Virgin uh, moved over with someone else, uh, or, or Spirit. Play us out loud on your JBL. Boom us on the speakers. I know, if we're I know United, on Spirit Airlines. Dude, leave the plane gonna... right now. Take the emergency exit. Yeah. Get the fuck off that flight. They are trying to kill you. I know, uh, on, I know on Spirit Airlines, they don't give a fuck. You want to play your boombox? Play the Water Boys on it. It's they, actually encouraged on Spirit. Encourage. You get a discount on your seats if if you play out uh, music out loud. It's a little, and it's if a you little, bring your crying baby, you actually fly for free. Uh- <laughs> but with that, thank you guys so much for watching, listening. Have a ex- happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas to all. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, whatever other. And remember, it's Minshew Mania, folks. It's Minshew Mania. With that Water Boys out. <laughs>